Coming from the Caveman Studios in Buffalo, New York. Welcome to Caveman Corner with your host, Jeff. Captain Caveman! Thanks. Click subscribe and the bell. Do it now! Hey, we're live here at Caveman's Corner with Justin T. Manning, the new voice of K4. Welcome to our show. I'm sorry we didn't get you on before the, the, the fights, but we got you now, man. How you feeling? Mute. Hang on, you're a little bit muted. You're muted. You're muted, man. We can't hear you. Of course, of course, it starts off that way. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of it's kind of reflective of like the New York Giants season right now. We're oh, losing, no. but you know what's cool? You know what's cool though? The Bills probably have my back. We're currently down fourteen to seven. Who do we have? Uh, uh, Josh Allen's throwing the ball. We got second second quarter, thirteen minutes remaining. But what's going to make up for this, win or lose, is the Cave 4 December 9th show. I'm excited. Let's rock. Thank you for having me. Man, that was a really good plug. Dude, so first thing I got to ask you, man, is did you bring that mic in? Where did you get that cool-ass mic from? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shout out to the Cave 4 crew. Uh, The production crew had just met with those guys literally two minutes before we we went live. Um, I asked them for the microphone. It's not a Steinheiser like I'm used to, nor a Shore. But I always carry a mic flag, and when I work for a promotion, I always try to uh, personalize that mic flag because you never know how many cameras you're working with. Being with this production crew for the first time, I think we had three different cameras, a hard hard, hard camera in the front, two guys with the camera on, on, on the sides. I knew all four corners needed to see all four sides of the mic. As far as the mic screen, I knew that your colors were yellow, so I give you a hint right now and a spoiler exclusively for Caveman's Corner. My screen will be blue December 9th. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I love that you got it all planned out. That's so cool. Uh, we had like you know the, the local commentators in, but man, you're coming from far away, so we appreciate yes. you coming in. How did you get involved with K4? No doubt. Um, by way of Brooklyn, New York, East Flatbush. Um, I've known I've known the guys at Gamma for quite a while, and I got a chance to be in touch with Keith Ferrant. Shout out to him, founder, uh, promoter within K4 Fighting. Um, and he saw my uh, promotions and my promos and said, hey, um, are you free on this date? I said, absolutely. So after sending him my stuff, I started researching what you guys do on the YouTube channel. Be sure to like and subscribe, plug, plug, plug. Um, and I had a chance to see how you've done with other ring announcers, but also have a chance to work with you, Caveman, and to laugh at the memes by Ray Arias. I knew this was going to be a great time, and then he just plugged his way with the production. That's how you make a show, being sure that you build your brand. You never know who's watching because whether you're working the mic or you're working commentating booths, it might lead to your next stop. With me, it was from Brooklyn to Buffalo, and even getting there was a story in itself. Man, let's hear that story. How did you, uh, how did oh, you get yes. this? All right, that let's, good, let's That's a good it. segue, dude. You're really good at this. Yeah. Um, can you tell I got a little bit of background? I, I um, can tell. I can tell. What's interesting is I almost – Almost couldn't make the show thanks to a really interesting airline. (coughs) 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 So this airline decides um, to not check a bag that we flew down with because they couldn't put it plain side. We were supposed to show up in Buffalo before 2 o'clock the same day of the show from Dallas. So we were supposed to fly from Dallas to Washington, be at Buffalo by 2 o'clock. This particular airline decides, oh, because you guys came with this carry-on, 
We're going to randomly not put this bag plane side. We're going to transfer you to the next flight in Chicago O'Hare. And O'Hare, as we all know, is known as Camp O'Hare. The flight lands in Buffalo at five sharp. <laughs> Showtime is at six. Call Keith, send him a text. Hey, just letting you know that something happened because of the weather and yada, yada. He's like, okay, great, fine. Don't worry about it. Showed up. We were able to not only meet with you, Caveman, as well as you, Ray, um, but I was able to meet with all of the fighters. And what I like about Riverworks is just how well the place is designed, but also because they mark the places very well. I had not worked in uh, Buffalo Riverworks before. I have not had a chance to work in multiple locker rooms like, hey, what's going on here? Most promotions I work with is blue corner, red corner, everyone's in the same spot. Here I am doing a whole maze, but I was able to work this out, work with you, go to the ring. I went through the wrong entrance just to get to the ring. One of the fans had to lift the gate for me to get through the side. Oh, wait, I need a microphone. So I go up the stairs in my beautiful three-piece tuxedo suit. People already going crazy. And everything just fit together. Looked over to the right, looked, saw you guys. Looked over to the left. Gamma was ready to go to sanction the fight. And we still had about three minutes to spare before we went live. Ready to go. That was awesome. You showed up right in the rules meeting. You were getting put into your tux right in the rules meeting. That was crazy. That oh, was yeah. uh, pretty fortuitous timing. Yes, yeah. yeah. Shout out to my dry cleaner. <laughs> I'm not as fresh as Ray Arias with his black, you know, Kill Bill Adidas sponsorship going on. You invited me, bro. <laughs> not at all. I think you probably took somebody out. That's why it's not yellow anymore. <laughs> that's right. Dude, having Ray have the sunglasses on for the whole show, too, like that's uh, yeah. It's pretty hard to carry that look off, especially when it gets dark. It was a little dark in there, too, and like Ray's got sunglasses on. He's fine. Just chilling. I, you know who's like that? Um, I'm not sure if you guys are into professional wrestling. There's this guy that was a heavyweight champion, ECW, SmackDown, and moved over to commentating for TNA Wrestling. Taz. And now for All Elite Wrestling, Brooklyn's Taz. own Red Hook Brooklyn. Taz. Yep. <laughs> I think that's you. Definitely. Uh, Ray. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how we're all wearing black, by the way. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Brooklyn, Integrity yeah. Martial Arts, and Adidas. All, yeah. the, all the things you need. <laughs> all the things. Yeah. <laughs> so what got you into our commentary, man? You're a very vocal, very vocal guy. I, I think you should be on TV instead of like calling fights. Like, hey, not like introducing. You should be like talking on TV, like doing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a background in broadcasting, but mostly it was um probably my undergraduate studying um political science down in Hampton University in Virginia from Brooklyn, six hours away. Um, I started doing a lot of like uh, r running for SGA. Um, I did hold several offices and I learned that it's not so much what you know, but how you present what you know uh, to gain that following. And then it really sharpened as I worked with several promotions after graduating. Um, I've worked with Siam Fights, United States Muay Thai Open. Um, I've worked with now Spartan Race, for example, where I'm working with 300 people every 15 minutes. So your presentation is there. The challenge becomes how you do this with more than one hard camera, particularly if you want to go for one take. Um, you're, you're doing sponsorship jobs. You're working with people that you rarely know. So all you can do is be as professional and mentally prepared as possible with not as much time as you, uh, as you expect to have. Um, a, a good example of this, Caveman, is th this Saturday, I will be in Boston announcing at Fenway Park for a 12,000 person event. 
this will be my second time doing this. Uh, I'm waiting now for the sponsors that I'm going to be announcing, as well as the people that show up on the screen. There's a whole run of show that you need to follow. So when you're announcing, commentate, it matches Caveman's Corner in the background. Who am I working with? Ray Arias. Can anyone tell me about Ray Arias? They don't know who Ray Arias is neither. So now it's like, Dag, well, where's Ray? Ray doesn't show up till two minutes before the podcast starts. All right, we're going to have to make this thing work. So you try to improv as best as you can. You keep your humor, but also just a hint of professionalism. So that way, when you watch this stuff on YouTube, people can watch this, and you can watch this as well without any regret, knowing what you could have done better, but also see how far you've come. So um, commentating is definitely something I've done. And it's transferable for announcing because you you got to get everything right. Um, but that's, I guess, a little bit of perfection about uh, about who I am. See, it's a lot easier for me because I messed something up. Like, a lot of people don't even know what I'm saying, but everyone knows, like, if you're introducing the guy and you say the wrong corner or the wrong sponsor, like, yeah. it's a, there's a lot more pressure on you because not only that, you're talking in front of everybody. Like, I felt it when I was in the corner and the guys were yelling stuff that I can't say <laughs> in the ring, you know, like uh, – so I, I came in and that, that interviewer, like, they kept yelling at me, like, so we give away bonuses from Caveman's Corner, right? But it has nothing to do with K4, so we can't talk about that on the mic, you know what I mean? Because we don't want to get the promotion in trouble. So right. like, he's trying to say that in the mic, and I got to keep the mic away from him. I, he, like, I, he can't say that. I'm like, you can't say that. And his corner is screaming at me, yelling at the mic. I'm like, you can't say it. Like, so we had this whole discussion going on, and it's like, I understand. Like, it, it didn't look very professional. It looked like I wasn't really uh, – like, I didn't really know what, what to say to him, but, like, I couldn't let him say that on the mic because I don't want to keep in trouble, you know? Like, and that would be really be in trouble because we're the one giving the money away. 100%. Um, I've been in situations where I've seen announcers do the trademark for Michael Buffer. You don't yeah. do that. <laughs> don't do that. I've seen, I've seen announcers hold the microphone wrong. Are you rapping or are you announcing? But I've also seen broadcasters drop sponsors that they're not supposed to because people are very quick to – to use IP and pay-per-views, you have to pay a certain percentage to play music, quote sponsors, and of course, be at the right place at the right time. If not, um, I passed this book about this this morning. All it takes is for you to be at the wrong place and someone's taking a picture of you. There's a currently an NCAA investigation of a football coach being accused of stealing signs just because he was sitting behind the visiting team's bench. Nothing to do with this, uh, allegedly. And he just they, they just happened to find this one picture. I don't know what the picture is. It could have been a picture of me and my friends. Oh, wait, that, that was Caveman there. Why is Caveman in Kaylee's picture? <laughs> Things happen. It, 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 it's a professional thing. So you got to just hold yourself to a higher standard. And I definitely understand that. If not, you're definitely going to have Keith in your ears saying, bro, we're not sponsored by Ray Arias. What are you yeah, doing? Exactly. And, like, not only that, they can get in trouble because the amateur shows, so the amateurs can't get paid. That's why we right, try and get them money. So, right. like, it's, that's against a lot of things. So, like, you get the whole show shut down. So we had to make sure that, uh, you know, it doesn't get out on a broadcast. But, like, it's something that we, we as a podcast, want to do because – Man, we, me and Ray both fought. We understand how tough it is to do it as amateurs. And uh, yeah, K4 mm-hmm. gives us opportunity, so I, I want to give back. And we raised $800 to give away. And, like, we gave Good away job. to the fighters. Like, and uh, we, we want to get the goal higher and higher. We want to give away 1000 2000 You know, we want to make this the biggest show in the Northeast. But, like, it's got to come out of our pockets. They can't, right. uh, they can't help us, you know. 
Shout out oh. to you guys. Um, you guys, again, are providing a pre-professional platform for Western New York and you want to take over the Northeast, do it. But you need the funding and the professional way to do it is to continue to build that brand. I'm loving what I see so far in your collection and your podcast. Yeah, we got JCR Transport helped us out, gave us some money. I have some uh, personal sponsors that don't want to be named out, but they, they give money to, to, to hand out to the fighters too. So oh, yeah. um, everyone's everyone's doing it. And uh, it's, it's important for the community. We all love the CK4. I do have a question. I actually have two, two questions for you. Number one is uh, I saw the first UFC, and that's what really made me want to fight. And Rich G-Man Goins, 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 I forgot how to say his name. Goins, was a Goins. ring announcer. Yeah, and he was always like, Gracie, Gracie, like he said twice. I know it's an old boxing thing too, and I love that you did that at the show, and that really made the whole night for me. What what made you do that, and like, where did you get your style of uh, of calling the fighters out from? Um, that actually comes from. I'm a student of the game, so the guy to me that's in the game, and there's a few: um, Joe Martinez, Bruce Buffer, Michael Buffer, Jeremiah Gallegos, and of course Dave Diamante. Dave Diamante is now the voice of the zone boxing. And what's the connection I have with Dave Diamante besides watching him, he hosted my 29th birthday party when he had a cigar lounge and on South Oxford Street in Brooklyn before I was even announcing or coming to West New York. So watching his stuff encouraged me to subscribe to the zone, study his stuff, watch him. I would fast forward fights, start a new fight just to watch how he would present himself. He had the suit. He has he has the dreads. I, I I used to have that. That phase is gone. I had it in 2006. You'll never see it again. Snap music is done. <laughs> the franchise boys, that era of just you're not going to see. So what I can do now is do a little 90s part and be the best father I can be. <laughs> but, so Dave Diamante is someone I watch, um, and he has always pronounced the last names twice. Um, he does it, and I do it, because you never know who it is that's watching but also listening. When I spoke to Keith Ferrant about Keith Ford promotions before, I want to ensure that if I'm announcing a fighter, the fighter, myself, and whoever does is who's not familiar with K4 fighting would clearly know I am saying Ray Arias. What do you, what's his name? Arias. Oh, okay. Let me go back and watch this if I have a chance to watch the pay-per-view. And if not, you know that it's Caveman. Caveman Corner. That's, that's how it is. Um, it's very old school. It used to be the way back in the, um, the early 20th century where they necessarily didn't have a shore or that microphone that we're speaking about now. So there was no real production. Just watch the microphone drop and you hope those one or two speakers can catch that I said Ray Arias. Who? Arias. It's kind of like when Caveman mentioned in the previous answer how um, Buffalo would say things on the microphone. <laughs> you just got to make sure your presentation right because definitely Buffalo, while I love the energy, the things I was hearing inside of the ring, they didn't need a speaker for that neither. <laughs> Especially the results of bout number one. I was like, oh, my gosh. All right, it's loud. Okay, this is going to be a long night. <laughs> So that's why I do the names twice. Very clear. I love it. The fighters and deserve that as well. I think so too. I think sure. that's a really cool thing. I always wanted someone to say my name twice, and it never happened in all my fights. So <laughs> I'm a little sad about that. <laughs> they were trying to tell you to do commentating. Commentating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And now I have another question. Uh, I asked Ben this, and uh, maybe Ben wasn't the best person to ask. Uh, I asked him what he does to get ready to be mentally 
um, mentally, the best mentally place that you can be, I guess I'm not really sure how to word this, but the, the best that you can be to have good memory, be aware of everything. What do you do to get ready for the show? I know like uh, Ben says he likes to take a lot of naps and he takes like neurogenics and stuff, but then uh, he smokes a lot of weed before the show too. So I'm, I'm not really sure that uh, like Ben's method is really going to work for me. I, uh, I've been tr- trying to do some alpha brain. I like that. Uh, I felt good on that. And um, <laughs> Pat says eat mushrooms. Uh, I don't want to eat mushrooms and see funny things. Uh, I'm, I'm very responsible for the, the things oh, that I say. Oh, so um, <laughs> what do you do? Because you're, man, you're, you were on uh, when you came to Buffalo. And it sounded like you had a rough trip in, but you were still ready to go. Right. And I was with my wife, too. Um, so that was her first time where we spent time in Buffalo. Um, but what I do to prepare for this, as soon as um, I got in touch with Keith, I ordered my suit immediately because the suit would have been here within three weeks. Uh, at least two weeks out, I'm organizing information that I need for the cars. And one of the things that I do for K4 as well as other promotions, but K4, I got that three-piece suit ready. You notice that the back of the cards had K4 promotions. How does that help the production and my commentating broadcast team? You want to focus on somebody in the center of the ring that reflects what they're standing on. K4 done. Um, as far as the mental preparation... Coming in from Dallas, not Brooklyn or LaGuardia flying out, this was always on my mind as the mission, to leave there with more answers than than questions, which is kind of the opposite of WWE or professional wrestling. (laughs) Um, But also when I'm there, especially with an hour to go, uh, the mental preparation, I already know who I want for opening. The only question I had was, where's my hard camera? What type of microphone am I using? What's the vibe of the crowd? When I went out there, Caveman and Ray Arias, um, it was you. The moment you sit still, you lose your skill. I've been announcing almost every weekend, either virtually or in person, in front of eight thousand people. Because the previous weekend, I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, ready to go. How many bouts there is? Who didn't make weigh-ins? And it turned out with K Four. Shout out to you guys. You guys stayed with the sixteen fights. Thank you. I was ready to go. Um, by the time that I'm finished the opening intro and we do the national anthem, I'm ready to segue over to the commentators, make sure that I'm great with my judges at ringside, my physicians, and know where everyone is. Oh, yeah, and the timekeeper and the official in charge going. So mental prep is something at this point where it's it's a month out just about. If it's a fight that I have to do, let's say um, – if I could plug, if can I can I plug another promotion here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Warriors, Warriors Cup, um, April. Oh, you can definitely plug down. They they work with Keith, so that's even better. Yeah, yeah, Gooch, Gooch and Christian Tran. Yeah, yeah heck yeah, yeah. He he he's he's my guy. He reached out to me three days prior to Warriors Cup fifty two in April. Mind you, my baby girl was just born at three months old, so my wife and I are still figuring things out. He's like, yeah, we got three days to go. We need someone. Crap. Sure, I'll take this over here because baby formula is a hundred bucks a pop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell me when I'm telling lies. CM Punk reference. I did. I had a chance to do that, and the mental prep for that was I knew where the location was, but I had no idea that the bout sheet would be 21, 22 fights. I've heard about it, <laughs> but then when you get the sheet with all the bouts. The font is like font five. So I'm, I'm literally trying to read the decision. It's like, and out of the red corner, standing six feet, one inch, weighing 345 pounds, Ray 
Arias? Arias. <laughs> I think you'll speak to Gooch and he'll say that I did a fantastic job with that first time. So that's that. That's a really long answer. Uh, but for any um, aspiring announcers that are out there, it's going to happen. So you continue to do what you do because you don't want to lose your skill. I like that, man. That's a really good encouragement for people trying to do it. Um, I guess my next question would be like, how do you keep so many gigs going? It sounds like you're working every week. How, how do you like maintain a regular life doing all the traveling and how do you book so many gigs? Like, I guess that would be my next uh, question. Good question. Yeah. My newest gig is being a father. Um, you have to know your schedule, but you also have to find a really good partner to communicate with. It's not easy being a committed husband as well as being uh, having a baby girl, fulfilling your contracts with other places, right? This November, excuse me, this November, um, I have Fenway Park that I'm doing. The next weekend after that, I'm going to South Carolina to do something with 12,000 people, and then it's Thanksgiving. Um, plus, you want to maintain your vocal health because when you come home, you, you, you have to be a team player. The best way to do it, um, this is what my wife and I do. Uh, we create a shared spreadsheet, as corny as that sounds, so we know exactly what date it is that I'm doing, as well as knowing when I'm flying in and flying out. Um, this, this helps her to know when the promoters, um, when I'm not only when I'm flying in and flying out, but what promotions work best and are closest to us in New York City at the moment. So if someone was to reach out to me and say, hey, in August, um, we need someone in San Jose, I'm easier to say yes to that, depending how soon I have that notice. Um, but in, uh, other than that, uh, during the weekday, it's great. Um, the biggest obstacle for us would be just Thursdays to Mondays. Do you travel your wife uh, frequently on these trips, or is it mostly no. you? No, it's mostly me, um, especially this year. Um, and the, one of the reasons why I loved K4 fighting was not just Buffalo, we had never had a chance to be away from our baby girl for more than a day. So when she came in, she didn't even have a chance to watch the fight. She was exhausted. She checks into the hotel. Um, but I wanted to make sure she was great. We checked out Niagara Falls for the first time, which is something our parents did not have a chance to do. And our parents are both from Brooklyn, New York. So our instructions were very simple to have as much fun, but take as much pictures as you can. <laughs> maybe maybe a year from now, we could bring our baby girl, Brooklyn, with us uh, uh, to K4 and experience Niagara Falls as well. What do you think about Buffalo? Um, <laughs> so, so I came in from, um, came in with United Airlines and I only didn't really have a chance to see much of it. And even after the okay. show, it was dark. So I couldn't see it, but driving to Niagara Falls, um, no complaints. This it looks really nice and homely. Um, other than Niagara Falls and riding on on Uber, on Uber and Lyft, there's still much to see. I see this mostly a college town, UB. Um, so I'm hoping that the next time that I'm there, I can experience it. So Ray, I will be flying in a day prior to the event, <laughs> so I can experience a little bit more of Buffalo. Great. Okay. And it's currently warm too, so I'll take that. Yeah, you should definitely go out with Ray. Ray will hook you up. Ray knows every good place to eat around here. Ray eats really yeah, good. That's a good spot to eat, yeah. My man, I'm going to hold you to it. Two Brooklyn guys. Yeah. He's probably, yeah. You know, um, Ray, what do you like to eat? I like pizza. <laughs> good answer. Number one answer. Number one. Right, right, right. For the podcast, where is – all right. There's, there, there's wrong answers to this. 
where is the best place to order a pizza in Brooklyn? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to say... I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for this answer, Ray. There I'm going to say Thousand Pinky Avenue Brownsville. Really? Brownsville. Are they still around? Yes. Come to Brooklyn. Let's go together. I haven't been to that one. I haven't been to that one. I'll give. I'll give. I, you I, I, I usually take trips to Brooklyn. Um, a trip should be coming up soon, so I definitely will hit okay. you up. Well, I, well, I got a trip coming to Buffalo, so maybe you can show me what the Buffalo pizza is like. Every time Ray needs some money, he's got to make a trip to Brooklyn, so you might, might not want. They got go some. Uh, Ray. They actually <laughs> got some Brooklyn pizzeria. Um, uh, pizza, uh, New York style pizza out here in Buffalo. The owner is from Brooklyn too, and everything. From Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you guys something. I went to Detroit and they had Detroit oven pizza. It wasn't Brooklyn. <laughs> now see, Buffalo, and, and, go ahead. And Buffalo, they make fun of uh, New York City, New York style pizza because it's, they say it's thin, but they don't understand. We got the Sicilian pizza, the square. Yeah. We got the square. We we can even yeah. do Chicago deep dish pizza too. Oh my gosh, we're talking about pizza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta check out this Buffalo pizza, man. Ray just took out, Ray took two fighters out for Buffalo pizza too. That just fought on the card. Took out Anthony Mixon and Josh Reichart, and uh, yep. got oh yeah, yep. Oh, those two guys are awesome, man. Right, Reichart. Shout out to jo uh, Joshua Reichart. Rykar was probably one of the first fighters afterwards to reach out to me via DMs and Instagram and say how much of a great time he had. <laughs> he just <laughs> he just here. <laughs> What's up, Josh? <laughs> Joy Pizza is lasagna. <laughs> he said it. I did it. I agree. I agree with that statement. Um, what did you think about the 765 guys? Did you run into them? About oh the 765 guys yes, um it just so happened that the 765 guys was the um, I think it was the 19 year old 265 pound division I forget his name respectively at the moment Xavier uh, Carter yeah Xavier Carter yep. I caught him in the lobby after the fight still fresh face still has some energy at like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock I'm like I, I I moved everyone aside shook his hand and said dude you not only wrecked the guy, but I felt his opponent in the beginning of the fight had an opportunity to change the result and realized a little bit too late, maybe he went way through the first round, this kid is not just 19 years old. <laughs> and he learned that the hard way. The longer the fight went on, the, the youth progressed. Um, so I let him know, gave him a little bit of encouragement, and I think I followed him on Instagram. Nice. I'm sure he enjoys it. He, uh, the sub six five guys, we like him the best. He's uh, yeah. quiet and just gets the work done. <laughs> yeah, I um, love those guys. Shout out to anybody from Indiana, the Midwest. Nice, man. Awesome. Um, man, I don't know how to ask this delicately. Um, what what did you think about the promotion? And what, what do you think about um, these small amateur shows compared to, like, I mean, obviously you're doing big places. You're doing Fenway Park. Like, you're coming to do – you know, a few hundred seaters, does it seem like a step down? Like, I'm not asking this, like, to, to be installed in the K4 or anything like that because I know, like, K4 is going to grow and we're going to have a huge, huge uh, growth in the, in the sport and we're going to move out of Riverworks. But, I mean, the outside show at Riverworks is pretty amazing. But, like, you're doing Fenway Park. That's quite a bit different than, uh, you know, 
you know, 800 people inside of Riverworks. What, what's the difference like going from like uh, these big places to come in and do these little amateur shows? Cause I know um, I've seen you do some boxing shows that seem pretty small too. Like, is it different for you, different prep or are you treat it all the same? Like what, what is the difference like? The prep work is definitely more intense because even if it's a smaller crowd, you can definitely feel the passion. It's not just 15 minutes of uh, reintroducing yourself. You're in there in the middle with the spotlight again on pay-per-view where anyone is watching around the world. K4 also has the demographic of being on Western New York, different mixed martial arts taking place. So the preparation is variously different, especially in the fact that I like the challenge of doing inside and the potential to do this outside. K4 has it going on. And plus, I love to travel. Besides, Buffalo Bills, uh, that's, that's like my second favorite team. So you're already talking to somebody that's somewhat biased. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what, what I really like about uh, doing the amateur shows, whether it's USA Boxing, Amateur Fight League, Warriors Cup, K4, having the opportunity to challenge myself with those that want to be the best for their promotion because we're all very hungry to go to the next level. Everyone looks at UFC, PFL, which is great. They're fantastic companies, but they all started from somewhere, and everyone that is hungry, I've seen, has been able to progress. I alluded to David Diamante beforehand. David spent years grinding on the smaller levels. Not that they're small, and there's nothing bad about that, but he perfected his craft. Then he became the voice of the Brooklyn Nets because of how he started. And now we're buying pay-per-views with Dave Dumonte in the middle of the ring. Dave Dumonte was on a Creed Three movie, for example. And at the time, you, you think back to when he threw my 29th birthday party. Tag, I, I know him, and he was still humble. That's what I'm hoping to see, hopefully, uh, with, with myself, as well as you, uh, Caveman, as well as Ray Arias, or any promoter I work with. Five, ten years down the line, I promise you, many of these promotions not just have promise, but they're developing fighters for the next level. So it's to me, it's not small at all. Um, to me, these guys um, and all these promotions are not just huge for the development of the fighters, but they also see themselves as next level, and that's where I want to be. Yeah, that's awesome. And we've uh, like we started out with TNT, which is like uh, another organization that was kind of just like K four, and we got uh, Pat. Uh, we got Patchy Mix out of it. We got Solomon Renfro out of there. Like we got some guys fighting in the, the biggest shows in the world coming from this area, just from these little shows that we do. And uh, it's always great to see that happen. And, and we expect to see it more and more and more as, as you know, the area is getting really, really good. We had like yeah. Piers Mott was there. He's uh he fought on, he's going to be fighting all over the world. He's going to be on big shows. He's just there at K4 corner people, but man, yeah. Nice. And it's, 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 it's not even just the matchups you guys have. The fact that you have high-grade cameras, you're doing directing, we're doing sponsorship drops. This is what the next level entails. The only difference is we're just doing it now in 2023. So I'm really excited for the next couple of years. And the fact that I can YouTube and do research on who the heck is Ray Arias, who the heck is Caveman Corner, what's their intros like? I've seen it. And I've watched how your podcast has only grown. So why wouldn't I take this interview? Why wouldn't I do K4? Yeah, we love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on. You're like big news for us. We got a guy that talks yeah. all good. We're going to look good. You look handsome. Stop talking about you feel like this, okay? Ben's not here. Ben's not here. Gosh. <laughs> Ugh, this kid is on my nerves. Shout out to Ben Field. <laughs> I posted a picture of myself and my wife at Niagara Falls. That's the mission. 
Benfield goes the ninth wonder, and he posts he reposts a picture of myself and my wife in China to the right. China of <laughs> WWE, the ninth wonder. <laughs> He's a huge wrestling fan, man. He probably loves you to death. Yeah, he and I could definitely chat. We could talk everything wrestling. Yeah, I wish I liked wrestling, man. I, I stopped watching wrestling as soon as I saw UFC. I, uh, no, I get I it. Totally gave up. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, for professional wrestling for me is somewhat personal because I know quite a few of the wrestlers um, in AEW as well as a few now in WWE. So I've seen them from the lower level. To me, it's not lower at all. Just uh, different platforms. And now they're being paid to come out, have dark matches, or carry a storyline. The current AEW world champion, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, he's the world champ at the age of 26 and I remember watching him wrestle in Elks Lodge in Queens back in 2017. Mm. It's not even the fact that he could wrestle the best, not the fact he has the best MMA skills, but he can talk. And that's what helps sell. It's not so much about your technique in the ring as it is as much as you make me feel in your gift for gab. Mm-hmm. Watching, so, so I, watch, I watch everything. UFC, MMA, Kevin Harlan with NBA, T, uh, and, and NBA TNT. Uh, Shaq and Chuck, how they interact with one another. Those guys, they got renewed contract for $200 million. They're doing something right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So the announcer thing is like, eh. And then it comes to commentating. I'm going to look to you guys and say, so, Ray, how do you get that $150 million deal? <laughs> if me and Ray got a $150 million deal, we're not being no humble guys. We're going to live large. <laughs> yeah. Be doing a show in a suit. So you call a lot of stuff. I'm sure you call pro wrestling. You call MMA. You call boxing. You call kickboxing. You call Muay Thai. Like you announce like all these shows. What is your favorite thing to announce? And what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite? I guess not even combat sport. What's your favorite sport to watch as you're announcing it? Oh, gosh. Uh, my first sport that I fell in love with was, on, honestly, baseball. Um, probably back in Little League, Canarsie Park, shout out to Brooklyn. Seaview is where I started for like the first five years. As far as knowing there was commentating towards this, um, as I grew up, I started following NBA TV. Marv Albert was always the lead for the New York Knicks. Yep. Um, and now here it is with Muay Thai. Um, here it is with K4 MMA. It's not necessarily that I have a favorite because I may be asked to commentate, do broadcast, or announcing. It's just more about the challenge at this point. And what I love about the challenge right now is announcing the title fights. I have not had an opportunity yet to announce a title fight for K4. So if that if that is possible, and I feel like it is for maybe December, cars being built, um, that can help sway opinion real, very quickly about where it is that, uh, that I show favorite to. Mm-hmm. That was a great way to avoid the question. Yes. Um, <laughs> I guess, uh, what's your favorite sport to, to, to watch then? After uh, you, you avoided that one. You said baseball was like your, your favorite and your first love, but what's your favorite one to watch now? Like, I don't right, stuff that you know. Right now I'm excited for uh, NBA basketball because they have a new format. They're doing something new called an in-season tournament at the very beginning of the season. So I think everyone is like, what is this? Even the players are like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. 
and it's supposed to uh, encourage the players to not tank so early into the season. Um, and then yesterday, I called a title match for USA Boxing Metropolitan. New York, uh, USA Boxing Metropolitan just had a championship for some of their final matches within the 125-pound division, 125, 135-pound division. So I had a chance to announce those titles. So right now, it's just the both of them. I wish I could answer your your your, your question more straight. This goes <laughs> to that whole preparation. I don't have one right now, but right now no, I'm just enjoying no. the build and, and basketball. That was a terrible answer. I got a question. Yes. Who you got? You got the Jets or the Bills when they play each other? Who you go, oh who gosh, you I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Gonna go with the Bills. Ah, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Bills. Here's why: the Jets had a chance with Tim Tebow. You guys made a joke of him, and then you guys butt fumble <laughs> with Mark Sanchez. There's no coming back from a butt fumble, Mark Sanchez. And then, of course, with Zach Wilson, can you, can you really just blame the guy? I mean, you don't have many options. My number one team, Ray, is the New York Giants. We beat Tom Brady twice. No one else can say that. Helmet catch and Manny can. No, no one else can ask that. It's it's easy. Um, but number number three would definitely be probably the New York Jets after Giants and Bills uh, because it's New York. Jersey it's been a very sad season. Guys. Yeah, I don't know why they do this. Is is they're both playing Matt Life? <laughs> I gotta pay sixteen dollars to get over there. <laughs> Doesn't make sense to me. The only New York teams that I understand are definitely are the New York Mets and the Yankees at this point, and the Knicks. Even the Brooklyn Nets are. Well, let's leave that alone. <laughs> Have you ever called anything at Madison Square Garden yet? No, um, but I will say, stay tuned. Um, we'll see what 2024 shows. I would love to like have uh, my friend Pat Max. He he finally fought there, and he said it was like uh, an experience that's like it's hard to put into words. Like that that arena is just something special. And uh, yeah. like I, I, everyone I know that's from New York, I asked them like, have they been in there? Have they called something in there? Have they fought in there? You know, like I I think that's just like the mecca of fighting, and I think it'd right. be super cool to hear about that stories from there. I also call college basketball. So a, a friend of mine um, worked for the scores table for the New York Knicks. He had a chance to let me see how they do things behind the scene as far as a run of show for, uh, for dead balls, for timeouts, for halftime. Just having one of my dreams, a caveman, is to actually commentate while that New York organ plays in the background. That's all I want. That would be so cool. Dun -dun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gabe Vega jumped in while you're talking. I uh, I tried to interrupt you and then I stopped. He said, "I got you for the title fight. He wants to fight for the title. He's making his call. Just had him. He's a, he fought in the main event. He was the guy that won the main event. Uh, at the yeah, show. yeah. Congratulations, Gabe Vega. Man, did a great job. I believe that. I believe that fight went um with the distance. Yeah, all three rounds. Him and Keenan oh, Hines. First fight with elbows too. So uh, it was nice. uh, he did good." Gabe, uh, let's make it happen. In fact, Gabe, Gabe add me on our Facebook so we can start getting your information now. Gabe Go start, uh, calling us out after the fight, too. He was going to beat me and Ray up because uh, Ray, <laughs> Ray, uh, Ray said Keenan Hines was going to win the guy that he fought uh, when we asked oh, him the question. No. And I said he was only a, fir a first-round fighter. So I had to uh, I had to take that all back. And, uh, like, but, like man, I, I, I call it like I see it, Doug. And uh, that happened when you fought Walker. Yeah. You, you gassed out. And 
dude, you've made huge improvements in your game. Yep. So uh, I'll call you out on here too. And uh, I was wrong. You were right. And uh, like that's how it goes. That's why I give everyone you guys opportunity to come beat me up at my gym. So you guys can all <laughs> pop in that entire martial arts. And like whether you're a grappler or a striker, I'll do whatever. You can beat me up. Punch me in the face. I'll try and punch you in the face when you work it out uh, in uh, a violent manner. <laughs> this happens to be a pattern with K4. I feel like anything social media is going to play out in the ring, and I love it with this promotion. <laughs> Josh Reichardt's fight, I heard ringside, was a grudge match due to what was said online yeah. between Reichardt and his opponent. And it got the biggest pop of the night. WWE kind of it, it, it kind of had a storyline to it, gentlemen. So here I'm, I'm announcing Josh Reichart, and I'm like, wait, this place is really getting loud. And then I, I announce his opponent. His opponent comes out like Vince McMahon, and I'm like, this guy is getting this is money. <laughs> we we may pick that one. We yeah, uh, we have a lot. These guys have a lot to go for. Okay, there's got to be some accountability. I'm going to call Keith for it right now. And uh, yeah, yeah, make, make sure we yeah. put Ray and uh, uh, Caveman on some handcuffs. This is going too far. We, we actually did get handcuffed. <laughs> Me and Skylar were about to fight. I, I was, uh, I told Skylar to knock the herpes off him and stuff. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gabe is over here saying he's going to, uh, he said it's all love. He'll continue yeah. to take over the 145 pound division. Dude, you uh, are doing that for sure. So yep. uh, me and Skyler were about to fight, and we we were he was trying to get me to fight him in the cage. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh man. Oh my gosh! No way. Well, the good news is this: we can all bond because the Cowboys lost today. So. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys. Screw the Cowboys. Screw the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great podcast. <laughs> if Bayless could be pissed off though. <laughs> no, you guys are great. I did my I do my best to watch everything, which helps to shape my broadcasting and speaking. You could beat him with your bad. Oh gosh, yeah, you guys are family. I do my best to watch uh, um, first take as well as Skip Bayless's show, Undisputed, especially with Shannon Shark coming over. Yeah. They could spend hours talking about the Cowboys, dude. It, it they lost. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys lost. Skyler never showed up to integrity. He uh he always talks a good game, but he doesn't show up. My dude, Elfrey, wants to get some rolls on him, too, so uh, it'll be interesting if he, he does roll in. <clears throat> See, this is what happens our whole show long. There's always, like, something. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so, like, half of these guys are all, like, uh, K4 fighters. They're the only one that turned a Bills game off to watch us. Like, we got 10 people watching, like, uh, like uh, one, one millionth of our normal audience, and it's all because of Bills are on. But uh, thank you guys all for watching. We uh, we appreciate you very much. Justin, yeah, you got a podcast or anything that we can watch that you got to plug? Um, not currently. I did have a podcast with my wife to cover the sport of obstacle course racing uh, because we um, do a lot of Spartan, did a lot of Spartan, those Tough Mudders, those Warrior Dashes back when we first were dating. Um, it was called Metals and Chill. And we were given an opportunity to produce my background a weekly show with myself and my wife, and we would review all the races and the results that would happen. Uh, um, but not currently at the moment. Once this baby got born, things got real. Uh, but I can drop my information for everyone in the chat. Heck yeah, definitely drop it in the yeah. chat, and then people can uh, check it out. Um, dude, I think you should do a podcast with your wife about um, just 
being a couple, like with what you got going on, like you got some magic sauce going on. You got a baby, you got a marriage <laughs> that's working still, you're traveling every weekend. Like, <laughs> yes. yes. No, it's, it's an accomplishment when you think about it. You're, thank you, caveman. Thank you. Give me all the magic powers and trash talk that you have, all, all the positivity. <laughs> yeah, like you don't want no trash talk. You want to keep it positive with your wife, you know. Like I think, mm-hmm. dude, I think that's an amazing thing, man. It's hard to do in this day and age, especially. And uh, right. like, I'd be interested. I would watch that, dude. You're so personable. I'm sure your wife is too, and like, got a baby, and yeah. like, it'd be a cool way to communicate. Like, you could do it when you're on the road, and then you can have like an hour together that like is public and. Like maybe you can make some extra cash while you're doing it, and you know you're just time to visit. Like just spitballing ideas, man. But I would watch that. Definitely, yeah. we we thought about vlogging as well. Um, the only thing that we learned from doing this together, um, the show was it requires a lot of editing. So if anyone has any video editing skills, um, let's talk. Yeah, Ray used to make me edit these. I like doing them live. We used to do them not live, and then Ray would like the edits were bad. Ray was always like, oh, I'll help you, I'll Ray. help you, I'll help you. Ray never helped. Ray doesn't even know how to do it. But There's so much shade on this show and the chat. And the, <laughs> Ray not doing his job. <laughs> Y'all forget, Ray's from Brownsville. And now he's drinking blood from his coffee cup over here. You watch this. <laughs> <so far. laughs> so, I, I talk mad shit about Ray all the time, you know, like, but this guy, this guy gets us gas. He got you, you. Um, yeah. He really, really, really does a great job uh, isolating gas. He did a good job with K-Man's Corner. He helps us raise money. Like, Ray's a hell of a guy. And I make fun of him a lot on the podcast because it's kind of like a podcast thing. But, like, as soon as the cameras go off, I'm always really nice to Ray. Well, not all the time, yeah. but most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I always, like, I, I can feel it. You guys have really good chemistry, and I love Ray's uh, memes. I'm like, who, who is this guy sending me a message? It always has that same stupid face of Ray doing something. With like Mariah Carey's body for Halloween or Christmas, uh, uh, replacing Caveman's face. I'm like, yeah, he's personable. I can mess with him. <laughs> I got a, a question for you, Ray, that I've been meaning to ask you for like years now. So exactly. back when I came out of retirement and I, I body kicked that guy in four seconds and knocked him to death, uh, did you edit that photo where he saw I was an old guy? Did you do that or did he really do that? He did that. Okay, because it looks just yeah. like all the edits that you do now. And uh, after I saw it, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, did he do that? So I beat that poor guy up. And uh, I, I thought that might <laughs> No, no, no. He did that. He was making fun of you. <laughs> they was making fun of you, caveman. So they yeah. did. I ain't do that. They did that. <laughs> I'm always trying to whore Ray out to make $20 from taking off a yeah, shirt. That's oh true. <laughs> so Let's go for 40 <laughs> Two times now. Two times now we got a $20 donation for Ray to take his shirt off. And uh, I think we might have to start charging Ray to keep his shirt on. Uh, oh, snap. Donations that way. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, maybe it's $50 you take off the track suit. So it has to be the top and the bottom. Oh, man. Don't put the bottom on screen. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wearing bottoms now. You'll never know. <laughs> who's That's that a good question, Nicholas. Who, who's doing this? It's probably Skylar. No, he ain't doing that. He don't, he don't got the he don't got the computer to do that. I'm with yeah, Pat too. too bad. Shout out oh, to man. Pat. Inflation, inflation is crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> inflation, baby formula, all this stuff, Pat. It's <laughs> I'm coming to Buffalo all the time. <laughs> Try coming Whoa. to New York when we charge twenty three dollars to bring your car <laughs> into Lower Manhattan. I live here. Oh, what am man. I doing? <laughs> How's the cost of living? 
the huge difference in the cost of living when you came to Buffalo. Is it nice? <sighs> it looked peaceful. It felt much more affordable and homely. When you live in New York City, um, being in Brooklyn, you kind of expect the gas prices to remain $2 max back in my day. Being in Buffalo in 2023, I had a chance to pass by a few of the gas prices. I realized everybody's catching up to be the standard of close to $4, whether yeah. it's here, Michigan, San Jose, L Little Buffalo is right there. And it's not even a New York thing, state thing. I'm just seeing it from the places that I travel. It sucks, um, which, which is why we build so much value with ourselves. Um, when we go ahead and we do these recordings of these podcasts, we're always looking for, let's be real, we're always looking for another stream of income but also looking to be the better professionals we can be. So, yeah, inflation does suck, but you know what? I'm going to keep doing my thing and be professional, and I know that uh, the, 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 you, I want, I'm going to have a chance to feel this so much. And shout out to you guys for providing so much money and fundraising for the amateurs who are not even doing this professionally. Hopefully it helps them a little bit. Hopefully, man. I know, like, yeah. 200 bucks is not a lot of money, but uh... – yeah. Man, if I could Thank afford you. to give you guys more than that, I would. I uh, I gave yeah. away more than I made, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys deserve that. I'll do it yeah. for you in the chat. I'll do it in the chat for you guys. All right, man. But, uh, like, I love these guys, and uh, I want Keith to be yeah. successful, and I want every one of these. I want someone to come on K4 and be a world champion. And yeah. uh, Muay Thai or world champion in MMA. Yeah. Heck yeah, definitely, definitely. It, it's so funny that I'm running into you guys. Um, shout out to Gamma. By the way, um, I was watching um, some of the fights that Keith was able to give to me. Um, it's about health more than the money. Love what you guys do. Oh, you guys got a compliment from Gabe Vega. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah especially after we, <laughs> we talk shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> I think my little message is motivating him. Like, you know what? <laughs> Let me be nice to people. It pays to be nice. It pays to be nice. <laughs> you never know who's watching, bro. Mm. Oh, man. But, nah, I had a chance to uh, get to know the Gamma guys since, um, wow. The first time I met Gamma, Kim Kenny, JPZ, John Paul Zaniga, Brandon Medina, was back in 2017 for the U.S. Muay Thai Open. And we just stayed in touch for years. Yearly staying in touch turned into month to almost weekly now. Um, these guys, you don't necessarily have to take them out to lunch, but a simple text message helps. And that helps to build that familiarity with, hey, this fight's coming up. Will you be the ref or will you be the judge? You just never know. Now Gamma has an event happening in Germany, the same way that they happen to have an event in Buffalo that they're sanctioning. So, yeah. Medina is the man. So uh, he, we just call a fight uh, like two, two K4s ago. And this guy kept losing his mouthpiece, and they're both losing their mouthpiece. He did such a good job knowing whose mouthpiece was whose, putting them in the right mouths. Like, man, Medina is the man. JP is the man. And uh, Tom yeah. Kilkenny, uh, he's a definitely interesting dude. Um, he uh, <laughs> has his own, brand of, uh, his own brand of guy, and I like him. And uh, I had a problem. One of my guys um, didn't get his rap signed, and he ended up getting DQ'd. And it was a professional bout. And, uh, like, he worked with me, and, like, he did the best he, that he could. I mean, like, it was the corner's fault. Uh, I was commentating, so I couldn't corner him. And, um, dude, it sucked for him, but, uh, he, he was real professional and he talked with me on hours on the phone and like, he dealt with me when I was not at my best because I was not happy. Not only that, I was, I was talking to him on the phone. I was being like a little, not perfectly respectful. And then my car ran out of gas. 
while I'm talking to him on the phone. So I'm pushing my car and pop him on the guy on the phone about my guy being DQ'd. And uh, man, it was uh, he's uh, he put up with me, and uh, I love him to death for that. Shout out to Tom. If you're gonna to talk to Tom, be prepared to talk. That's my Muay Thai dad. Um, but he's also a blessing because he put me in touch with a lot of folks. Shout out to Tom Kukini. Yeah, yeah he's Tom the best. Sure. Yeah. And so Brandon Medina. <laughs> Brandon is such a hip-hop head. When you uh, when the fighters were coming out, we're from the 90s, right? We're born where <laughs> it's easy to go. Diamond, DMX. DMX came out and we're like, oh, I remember this album. This was Double Diamond because what's crazy about DMX, real quick, recipes to DMX, he's from Yonkers. He dropped yep. two albums in the same year, and they both went diamond. Yep. What? And the, now to watch this be so prevalent in 2023 at your promotion is kind of speaks to his legacy of hip hop. Brandon and I were just bonding about that when it was off camera. So just to let you know, Brandon is very personal. That's awesome. Man. I like uh, both those guys are awesome. They're, I like Gamma. Gamma's uh, top notch. They did a really yeah. good job. They've been doing a really good job with K4. And shout out to Janelle Rodriguez as well. Um, she she was the um, timekeeper. I believe she was timekeeper as well as the uh, officiant. Yeah, awesome work. And uh, oh man, I forgot the production crew. Production crew of K four was awesome. I'm sorry, SKS oh, yeah. it was. Um, they did an amazing job. They were great in the truck. The replays were on point, except for the one replay where we needed the knee, and they didn't show us the knee. So, <laughs> so that it was awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got called like it was. Um, there was a, a possible legal knee. And I thought I saw an illegal knee, but uh, the replay, they tried to replay it three times. The truck was like, yeah, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. And they never got it. So we, we didn't <laughs> see. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see. The guy's corner was sitting over the top of me, like, looking at the replays. And he's, like, wanted to see, like, uh, so. What was that, was, Bubba? Uh, no, it was not Bubba. It was uh, actually Dub. So uh, Dub, Bubba, they escorted Bubba out because he was, like, trying to fight everybody. Him and, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. him and He was pissed. He was pissed. <laughs> they were mad. It was that fight that got stopped a little bit early too. Uh hmm. the, the TKO, that one. The Oh yeah, by by, by the uh by the entrance of the cage, right? Yeah, Bulia and uh Bulia and and the uh, German name Derek, guy. Derek Stavovic. Stavitz? Stavitz? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, fight. was crazy. That was crazy. Mm. We Yeah, that was the only controversy wow. tonight, really. Yeah. No, shout out to the production crew. Um mm -hmm. even on the inside of the cage for anyone that's watching this. They were the most communicative crew I have worked with inside of the Octagon. Um, they were letting me know, hey, there's 30 seconds before we come back. My job as the announcer is to communicate this to Ray and Caveman, who are part of the broadcasting team. Hey, guys, get that little sip of water in. We're about to go live. Where's the hard camera? Now the hard camera guy is starting to move into position because he didn't know we had 30 seconds left. And we were able to do that. It's just magic because eventually you don't have to – Eventually, the nonverbal cues start to be leadership. Yeah, dude, it was great. It was really good to work with you. I think. Yeah. We had a couple hiccups, but it was a really good first show, and uh, we're we're only gonna get better on it. I'm sorry, I dropped the ball. Uh, ben had to use the bathroom, so really, Ben dropped the ball. <laughs> he can't hold his pee. Uh, there's the no break in the show. Had to so... be the ball head guys, Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he had to run to the bathroom, and he's got the cues. Uh, Cues Justin to let him know it's time to announce, and then uh, I'm still talking. And Ben usually like uh, he cuts in and, and cuts cuts us short, so uh, we can get to the next fight. And we just fill in space till then. So I'm filling in space, and then like I didn't realize Ben wasn't there to stop me, so I, I just keep talking like I always talk. Mm -hmm. And then I, I would go over, and Ben's not there, and I'm like, "But you already started, so it worked out really good." I, I apologize. That was on me. 
And all good. Uh, all good. That's on Ben. Call. Ben should have definitely told you or Ray, hey, um, this this guy needs to know where we're going, guys. We're trying to be out of here before 11. <laughs> Respect to caveman and Ray. Crazy that Ray sure is still on this far into the podcast. I <laughs> think <laughs> we need some money. Joe, the ISKA is awesome as well. He works for the ISKA. That's uh, Joe Wall. He's uh, he's an awesome guy too. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they do the FCP shows and man, like uh, there's another FPC, F, FCP show coming up soon and uh, Caster Cones is coming up soon. Uh, I think Joe's doing Caster Cones. I'm pretty sure that's ISKA. So I'll be seeing you in a couple weeks, Joe. Uh, man, you got anything else, Justin? Sure. Um, this no, um, this Saturday, I told you guys I'm at Fenway Park and then South Carolina. Um, I'm very much looking forward to Arctic Blast returning to Buffalo. Um, I'm hoping that my wife will be able to join me for this one. Um, she didn't have a chance to see the K4 in person, but I want her to feel that electricity from the crowd as well as the fighters. We don't have a chance to really leave New York City together, let alone this early in our parenthood journey together. But at the same time, she has always been in my corner. And I'd also like to thank you, Caveman and Ray Arias, for welcoming me before you had a chance to know me. That is huge. Um, it's not just, hey, come on. No, in this case, it was, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. Prepare for this. And it goes without saying that um, your podcast really does help the community. I love what you guys are doing as far as building West New York, as well as reaching out to the Midwest to grow the sport of Muay Thai as well as MMA. And Keith Ford is a great friend of mine. So any friend of Keith, I know is already family. So thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. I saw you on before the show. We wanted to get you on before the show and like kind of run down yeah. everything we're doing. We're trying to get all three of us together, me and Ben and Ray, and it didn't work out. You were in Michigan and uh, I don't know what else happened. Yeah. I've just always, when something bad goes on, we just blame Ray. That's how it goes. So 90% <laughs> of the time, it's really my fault and I just blame Ray. But everyone that watches yeah. the podcast knows it's usually my fault and I just blame Ray. So like that's just how it works. So if you got a problem, just blame Ray, and then everyone. The pizza knows. sucks in Buffalo. I'm blaming Ray. We Ray made this very clear. You yeah, owe me dollars, bro. <laughs> if you get sucky pizza in Buffalo, Ray took you to a bad place. I promise you that Buffalo has good pizza. We we got good pizza. I'm I'm gonna send you a picture of the bad place he took me to, so you put on your next podcast. I will do that for sure. <laughs> I will do that for sure. What is this? <laughs> Why did you go there? Ray, they, they must owe Ray some money. <laughs> like they talk about New York slices. They talk about Chicago pizza being soup. It, it, this is nothing but tomato. Don't be that guy, Ray. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on. I love pizza. <laughs> thank you, Brownsville, Brooklyn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, when you get that podcast going with your wife and uh, you guys are, are doing it, like I, I you don't even need to send me no money, but I thank you and I can't wait to watch it. I will really enjoy that podcast. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. I'm telling you, you should do it. You should definitely do it. Yeah, we got to get a um, – I would love to come back or at least have you guys meet with her eventually. It's inevitable. Yeah. I promise Hopefully you that. Hopefully we'll all get snowed in at the, at the December show and we get some – we're going to hang out together. <laughs> I'm not sure if she would like that because she's a little mama bear right now, but <laughs> it would be cool. She'll take her time. We got we got extra snow plows now, but we'll we'll get out quicker than normal. Snow? Oh, you guys have snow already? No, yeah, already snow here. Yeah, good, 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 good. Because today outside here in Man Manhattan, we just had the marathon all day, and we live along the marathon route. Um, just just fun fact: it was sixty five degrees, twenty thousand some odd people, and we are six miles away from the finish. 
So we literally just watched everyone just celebrate with the perfect weather, which means they stayed outside and kind of kept our baby away. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to go out there maybe with a K4 poster and be like, don't forget to buy your ticket. <laughs> and be kind of a little plug. Uh, we love you too, Pat. Thanks for loving the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for supporting our podcast. Thank you, JCR Transport. Thank you, K4, for giving us the opportunity to call the fights and get Justin T. Manning on our podcast because someday you, when you're big, we're going to play this one over and over again and say we had the guy on the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Ed Rogers, once again, thank you for helping the fighters out. Thank all your fighters for watching this. Uh, I know most of you are probably watching it tomorrow. Hopefully the Bills won and we're not getting shellacked right now. I haven't been watching because I've actually been paying attention to podcasts. Ray hasn't looked at tentacle porn at all during this podcast, so I'm uh, nope. I'm a little you you got him away from his porn addiction. So I want to thank you, Justin. That's a, that's a great thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I don't know what's worse, the, putting my name with that or, or or this score right now with the Bengals and the Bills. Oh, don't <laughs> tell me! I don't want to know. <laughs> All right, guys, like always, thank you from Caveman's Corner. We appreciate you, and we're out. Peace.